Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, Growth Mindset Gang. It is September. It is the first Monday in September. Break out the pumpkin spice lattes, the pumpkin cream cold brews, pumpkin everything. Break it out. It's officially September. It is time. Even though we are sitting here still sweating, people are wearing sweaters for some odd reason. September is a weird time for everybody involved. And this week, I go back to work. The first day of school is September 8th for me in New York City. And we go in the 6th and the 7th to you know set up our classrooms and meetings and all that jazz. So Growth Mindset Gang, I hate to break it to you, but the summer is officially over here on the Growth Mindset Gal. We are back in the hustle and grind of educator by day, podcaster by night. So, but you know what? Times are changing, seasons are changing. Got to get back into the hustle, and I'm feeling ready. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I am really excited about this upcoming school year, and I want to have a lot of positive intention going into the school year. That's something I've been really working on um, all summer. So for my teachers that are heading back to school or have already been in school for a few weeks, let's really try our hardest to put some positive intention into the school year because I know for a lot of us last school year and the past couple years of the school years have been really rough. So let's really try our best to put in some positive intentions towards it. They're going to be good and bad days, but we can always try our best. So I, again, am a super de-duper excited to share this episode with you guys today. Before I introduce you to the guest that we have today, and what we're going to be talking about. Again, thank you guys so much for the beautiful support, the subscribing, the reviewing, the listening, the sharing, the feedback, all of those beautiful, wonderful things. It means the absolute world to me. And I hope you marked it on your calendar because today is September 5th, people. And from last week's episode, I hope you remember that I am collabing with Jessica Smith, who is the author of Your 20s book, which is a self-development book to help to navigate your 20s. And the book talks about self-worth, your career, your finances, body image, relationships, your mindset, literally everything that we have discussed on this podcast multiple times, whether it's just been me and the mic or our wonderful guests. What starts today And it's going to be linked in the show notes. So go check it out. Your 20s book is going to be 15% off from today, September 5th, all the way to October 16th. That is going to be the length of the book club. And here is how it's going to work. Okay, You're going to click the link in the show notes. It will give you a coupon code. And Jessica Smith 
the wonderful author herself. She is going to sign your book and then she's going to deliver it right to you so you can join in on this book club. Now, the book club starts next Monday, which is September 19th, and goes all the way till Monday, October 17th. So if you grab the book during the book club series, it's going to be a five-part series because there are five parts in the book. You will get that 15% off discount for the amazing book. And after this episode and the next episode, because next week is the 12th, the 19th, starts the book club. So put that in your calendar. October 17th is when it ends. September 19th is when it starts. And it's going to be a five-part series where I go through the next five Mondays, the five different parts of this book. I'm going to talk about it. You guys can interact with me. I'm going to create a Slack group that I will share in the show notes for you to join in on the conversation of how this book has been super fulfilling and helpful. I think you guys are really going to love it. We can literally have a virtual (laughs) book club and talk about each of the parts as I go through them each week. And then after we're done reading the book, from the 17th to the 21st, there's going to be a giveaway. There's going to be two free books assigned by Jessica Smith and All the instructions to enter that giveaway are going to be in details as we get more and more into the book club. So I am super excited for this collaboration. And again, all the instructions and discount codes are going to be linked in the show notes if you're interested. And please hop on it. I think it's going to be such a great mini series and collaboration to have with you guys. So let's introduce our amazing, fantastic guest today, Miss Mariana Jimenez. Mariana is the host of the Commitment to Growth podcast and recent founder of her own business, Commitment to Growth, a platform where she brings her personal training background with her love for self-improvement to help people achieve holistic health by building mental and physical resilience. Mariana loves creating self-help content and inspiring people to create their own formula for what fulfillment means to them by offering tangible tips to do the inner work. She's finishing her bachelor's degree in kinesiology and is hoping to pursue medicine, a career in the years to come. I think I may have said that right. I am just like, wait, that doesn't sound like the degree that you get. I'm going to try it one more time, you guys. Kinesiology. I think I may have said that. I'm totally butchering it, but you guys probably know what I'm talking about where it's like, because it reminds me of like kinesthetic learner, right? When you're moving around. So kinesiology, that's the last time I'm going to try and say it before I completely butcher this entire episode. This freaking conversation, you guys, is so amazing. Mariana and I did a collaboration. We're, I'm literally called the Growth Mindset Gal. She's called Commitment to Growth. Like this is just aligned in the stars, match made in heaven. We have such a fun conversation about figuring out your self-worth and your value, claiming your desires and creating your own formula for your life and not what society tells you. And we talk about different strategies to really create the life of your most authentic self. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So here we go. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? 
I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first, and it kind of feels like dating, and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know, we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Growth Mindset Gang, we have a wonderful guest with us today, Ms. Mariana Jimenez. She's also the host of her own podcast, which we're going to be diving into today as well. So Mariana, I am so excited for you to be here today. I'm so excited for our conversation. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. 
Now, we are going to dive into so many beautiful mindset conversations today. Yes, we are. Because so <laughs> her, her podcast is really called the Commitment to Growth Podcast, and I'm the Growth Mindset Gal. So there's going to be a whole lot of we growth. We just mesh. I know. We mesh right now. <laughs> and um, so do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. So as Ali already mentioned, everyone, my name is Mariana. Uh, I use she, her, hers pronouns. Um, and I am the host of the Commitment to Growth podcast. Also recently uh, mixed that in with my personal training business to create Commitment to Growth, which is uh, a platform where I provide people with information and tips on achieving holistic health through physical and mental resilience. So I share all of my mindset, self-improvement stuff on there, as well as, you know, fitness principles, getting you fit and, um, you know, achieving, like really emphasizing mental health through physical activity. So that's, that's awesome. That's my recent undertaking. Uh, I make self-help content recently been on TikTok a lot. So that's super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm finishing up my degree in kinesiology with the hopes of becoming a doctor. Cross your fingers for me. I'm applying to medical school this year. So (laughs) Uh, good for you. And I love that you talk about both the mind and body because they are like, I've learned recently, which I'm sure you already know how crazy connected they literally are like actually connected. And that's why your stomach is called, you know, your second brain and your gut instincts and all those things. So I love that you really focus on that connection because once you can master that, you can master just anything. So Mm -hmm. I want to dive into what inspired you to focus on your mindset, create this wonderful podcast, and then also do the extended of your fitness. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think I'll start with, I had a lot of influences growing up that really pushed me in the direction of using your mindset to improve your quality of life. And I think that once I really understood that perspective and mindset really is everything how you see the world is everything mm-hmm. I just became obsessed with you know how can I be in a gratitude mindset how can I um seek positivity more and I say that in like the least toxic positive manner yeah. possible <laughs> you know because I know that could, that can cause a lot of controversy but mm-hmm. um you know my dad was super into philosophy he was my soccer coach for a number of years so I feel like I really got the leadership asset aspect from there and was always really um interested in understanding oh my gosh like philosophers had such an interesting way of looking at the world Mm -hmm. I want to have that open-mindedness too so I think once I understood that when you can shape your mindset to serve you best everything in your life just enhances Mm -hmm. um I was like oh my gosh so then that led to me starting a podcast because I wanted to learn from as many people as I could I was like how can I talk to as many people that have been through life's lowest lows how can I learn from what they've gotten out of those experiences Mm -hmm. to slowly accumulate my own toolkit of resources that you know when I find myself in a difficult situation or in a in a low myself how can I take all those conversations those learnings to then apply them to my life because I think it's really easy to get ourselves into as like a single routine of you know whether it's a morning routine or this is what you use to to feel better to bounce back which is great if it works for you but when you have a very diverse toolkit of Mm -hmm. strategies that you can pull from it makes it more fun because you you know you're trying new things you're learning about yourself along the way through those new methodologies so that was a big thing for me on the mindset aspect Mm -hmm. and as far as the fitness aspect goes so 
uh, this year with my degree, I had the opportunity to become a personal trainer as like kind of like a, um, a shortened pathway we'll say. Uh, and, um, my decision to take this pathway, it was because I growing up, and I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this can relate. Um, my relationship with fitness was very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, very, very much from the weight loss, achieve a certain standard of looks aspect. Um, and something that I learned in uh, a course of mine this year was the difference between physical activity and exercise which Ooh. I thought to be I found to be very interesting because I would always um conceptualize them as the same thing right. but to give a very brief definition exercise is planned fitness right so mm. you plan a workout to do at the gym you book a yoga class you plan a certain run to go out on whereas physical activity is literally anything that raises your basal metabolic rate for a little bit so standing at your standing desk could be physical activity and I think that when I learned that critical difference it transformed so much for me because when you look at health through a more physical activity lens it's way easier to not fall into the trap of guilting yourself for not being able mm -hmm. to make it to the gym or go for that run because when you realize that all your body wants is movement Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to incorporate that into your day and so that has really been the lens through which I've been approaching my business recently is yes going to the gym and weight training and cardiovascular resistance training is great because you need that for longevity right but if you can't make it to that Zumba class on a Tuesday because you have to pick up your kid from school or you got busy with studying it's okay you can still chunk in movement into your day to make yourself feel good you know you know walk to work instead of uh instead of take the bus um take the stairs instead of the elevator like it's just has transformed my relationship with it so much that I wanted to reach more people with that as well so that's how coming to growth came to be with those two um mm. aspects of health yeah I love that and mm -hmm. I, I completely when you're saying with the difference between exercise and like physical activity like I resonated so hard when you said that because mm -hmm. I grew up my whole life as an athlete and then I also yeah. played volleyball in college so mm. I was, I've been like for most of my life, just that been in the athlete mindset of, you know, if you miss mm -hmm. a, yeah, if you miss a workout, oh, you're a terrible person. If you couldn't mm -hmm. make it to the gym, you're the worst. You're going to gain it all back. You're going to lose your muscle tone, whatever you just built. You're going to lose it. If you miss no. a couple of days here and there at the gym, because over the summer, we would have like the summer programs we had to follow and you had to be in a certain, totally. you know, certain point yeah. when you got into like hell week. Oh my, it was just, mm, that's all mm -hmm. like my physical fitness is very, with those like limited beliefs. So I'm so glad because I think as, you know, post-athlete now is mm -hmm. I'm realizing that it's okay to miss a day or two and not go to the gym because life happens. Maybe yeah. you want to rest and, and things like that. You're not going to take away your quality of the workouts that you've done. So I, yeah. that I was just like, my mind was just blown right there. I got like chills when you said it. Cause I was like, because <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. many of us grew up with that, especially once right now that are in like, you know, our twenties and we grew mm -hmm. up in like the early two thousands, maybe even the late nineties. Yeah. And remember the, what the fitness culture and the diet cultures have been. And it was, it was yeah. not, it was just, it was not okay. And now mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're shifting into a better version of health. And I enjoyed 100%. that you brought up also holistic health as well. Do you want to discuss that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So 
for those of you who have never heard the term or have heard it but not really had it well defined holistic health is an aspect of health that focuses on health from a whole body perspective so it's way more than your physical health how much you're lifting at the gym how you're eating that's all a part of it too but you can't have good physical health without good mental health and vice versa you know so holistic health is something that really focuses on approaching it from that whole body perspective and trying to get you to strengthen both your mental and physical resilience to have longer lasting emotional health levels of happiness Mm -hmm. um which even like happiness and you know being without stress or with less stress uh, Mm because it's hard to avoid stress completely those also play into your longevity arguably more than your physical health so Mm -hmm. that's a brief definition of holistic health I love that because Mm -hmm. It's so important to realize that they coincide. They're best friends. Your yeah, they are. Your physical health are best friends. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember learning that, like, I would feel, like, exhausted all the time. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. It's because I wasn't fueling my body correctly. Or, you know, mm-hmm. when you're, like, counting amount of calories. Because we even had a nutritionist. Oh, yeah when oh, we wow. when we were like on the volleyball team, the volleyball team. and yeah. so the amount of calories that I was like quote unquote allowed to have per day were not even Oof. qualifying for the amount of physical energy I was doing so I was exactly. in like a brain fog all the time mm-hmm. I had a lot of like no motivation because I was just so tired and I felt just yeah bleh because of that and then once I started doing my own research and I realized I need to fuel my body to fuel mm-hmm. my mind is yeah. insane because when your body is just not doing what it needs to do, it's not being fueled the way it's supposed to do, your mindset is just, it's gone. It's completely exactly. gone. Where I think a exactly. lot of us see it as, oh, if I'm not motivated, it affects my physical health instead of mm. realizing it's, it's a two-way street with them as Absolutely. well. So I'm so into also holistic health because once you heal both how you see your physical health and your mental health it like you said before it completely like transforms the way mm-hmm. that you see life and you're like i enjoy yeah. taking care of my mental health and my physical health because when 100%. they're both thriving you're having the best day of your life you really are take on the world you're more creative you're more motivated to do things absolutely and so mm-hmm. I'm glad that now the culture is getting better at realizing how much they are intertwined with each other. Totally. And even so, when you go to the doctor too, they mostly focus on your physical health mm-hmm. rather than maybe both of them combined. Maybe they're interacting yeah. with each other in some way. But mm-hmm. even now I see even at the doctors, they're getting a little bit better with like, you know, the questionnaires that like you fill out mm-hmm. have a lot to do with your mental totally. as well. So they can you know, talk about, Hey, you, you know, have been having stomach issues lately, but you also checked off that you have anxiety. Let's yeah. see those two maybe commingle with coincide. Mm-hmm. I, I, Absolutely. I that's such a great way to look at it because our mental health and our physical health really have a lot to do with our self-worth and how we see uh, ourselves in yeah. this world. Right. Especially uh, with women. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is the physical, right? Mm-hmm. That really determines, mm-hmm. you know, how we see ourselves. And growing up, you know, we would see the Paris Hiltons, we would see mm-hmm. the Lindsay Lohans, and remember the low-rise jeans. Oh, oh my! I don't want. This. <laughs> I don't never understood 
how those were a thing. I low rise and I don't get along. <laughs> That's all I have I'm to say. High rise queen till the day yeah. I die. Because like everything I wear is yeah. high rise jeans, my comfy yeah. pants, like my bike oh, shorts yeah. that I work out Just in. So like, much everything. more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like we grew up right with mm-hmm. seeing that on the magazine seeing those in movies and that's yeah. like we like quote unquote looked up to and that was the pinnacle of beauty so mm-hmm. now we're us women we're in our 20s and mm-hmm. it's getting better with you know more inclusivity with what's defined as beauty yeah. right mm-hmm. which is getting so much better for the younger generations they get to grow up and see that which is beautiful but yeah. for us, we still have it. that in mm-hmm. the back of our minds. If we don't look a certain way, if Absolutely. we don't have a certain weight that really mm-hmm. affects, you know, our self-worth. So totally. how can then women grow in their self-worth based on mm-hmm. you know, the past of what we grew up in? Totally. That was such a great transition because I completely Thank agree. <laughs> also, as a totally, of course, as a total side note for the people listening, um, Ali and I had a conversation before this conversation where we kind of went over the questions that we were going to talk about. And this is one of those about the self-worth. And I was like, who am I to be answering these questions? Right. Like I was, <laughs> but I'm so excited because I think two months ago, I would have told you I'm not qualified for this, but I feel like, you know, the fact that I'm being asked the question Mm-hmm. is giving me the opportunity to share my own experience so that was a total side note mm-hmm. which I'm just so but I'm so yes. excited to dive into this um I think to build off of what you were saying there about how we carry a ton of ideologies mm-hmm. that we have to do the work to detangle ourselves from that's a really great place to start when you are trying to further validate yourself and your experience and become mm-hmm. more Secure in your own self-worth is to really understand that so much of the the limiting beliefs that you hold that make you think that you're not worthy are completely a result of social conditioning, mm-hmm. right? So body image, who is out here? Like, yes, people say you need to look a certain way to be attractive for a partner and to mm-hmm. be attractive as just a human being. But when did your attractiveness define you know your ability to walk through the world um mm-hmm. be a successful business owner um podcast host like whatever you're doing just be it just be a, a like a, a solid human being you mm-hmm. know I think a huge part of that journey is doing the uncomfortable of course work to recognize that some, something that somebody said to me once that really really has stuck with me since is when you recognize that nothing is real mm-hmm. you are way it is way easier for you to liberate yourself and to step into a version of yourself that is authentic to -hmm. you there's no right way of living there's no right way of really walking through the world you're writing your story as you're living it right you know so understanding that you are the only person that gets to dictate what that worth is starts when you choose to liberate yourself from the things that are telling you you're not worthy because you don't meet the social standard Mm -hmm. right um Oh my gosh, there's so much that I want to say. <laughs> like, uh, oh my goodness. Um, I think another big thing too is that we we feel like we, we live in a culture that tells us that we need to always be working on ourselves, right? right? Which is so important. You know, like as two people who talk about self-improvement, I think we can both agree on that common ground. Like working on yourself is the best commitment you'll always you'll ever make to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um but when you recognize that you are whole 
mm-hmm. in the midst of being a work in progress, mm-hmm. you don't put that pressure on yourself to be a certain way, to be a certain thing, to then be worth something. Something that um, a friend of mine and I were talking about recently, because our therapists happened to both say this to us on separate um, like therapy sessions, was that mm-hmm. uh, him and I were talking about how when we enter relationships, especially romantic relationships, mm-hmm. we tend to kind of like give ourselves away right away in the sense that we're always at this person's beck and call. Um, Mm -hmm. We sacrifice ourselves a lot and our own needs and priorities for the sake of meeting the other persons or, you know, making them happy or whatever. And something our therapist said to us both independently, which was super interesting, was who told you that you have to give something to be worth something you know Mm -hmm. when you are worthy of receiving love and respect and kindness and dedication from somebody simply by virtue of being human Mm -hmm. you know and when you are somebody who is showing devotion to other people irrespective of romantic relationships of course this is Mm -hmm. family friends whatever Mm -hmm. um when you are showing devotion to a person when you are showing dedication to yourself like the the fact that people are listening right now it Mm -hmm. means that you took the time out of your day to listen to a resource that is going to make you better and when Mm -hmm. you're doing the inner work you are worth something and you are already showing yourself that you're worth something by putting that attention and that time into yourself so I guess to kind of summarize all of that Mm -hmm. you don't have to give yourself away to be worth something Mm -hmm. self-worth starts when you recognize that the things that are telling you that you're not worthy are real mm-hmm. and you are the only one that gets to dictate your worth by going on your own journey of figuring out who you are and therefore the privilege that people have in having you in their lives. Mm-hmm. So I just want to snap, 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 snap. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. That was so just like, well, I'm just sitting here like, whoa, that was so like, beautifully said. Thank you. And I Thank love, you. like you had me at nothing is real. And I was like, yes, the amount yeah. of times I need to tell myself, this doesn't really matter. At the end of the, in the grand yeah. scheme of things, when it has to do with like self-worth and things like that, it doesn't matter and matter. that everyone is Mm-mm. no one notices the things that you think people might notice of like oh yeah everyone's mm-hmm. more worried about themselves right mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. for example I remember with like self-worth wise when I was growing up mm-hmm. I was super coming from a physicality aspect I was super afraid yeah. to like wear a bikini at the beach for the first time right yeah because when I was younger I was a little bit on the chubbier side so I was wearing like tankinis and things mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. then you know, I started to, you know, go get more into fitness and, you know, work on my physical health. And then I started, you know, thinking like, oh, like maybe I could start like wearing like a big self-worth thing, a validating mm. thing for me. At, like, you know, I was 14, you know, or teenage, mm-hmm. was wearing yeah. a bikini at the beach. And I remember <laughs> yeah. freaking out, so, like anxiety about it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, what are people going to see me in bikini? And like, what are they going to think of me? And like, who is she to wear a bikini? But yeah. like you go to the beach and no one cares. Everyone's no. just at the beach. We're tanning. We're in the water. We're vibing. Yeah. No one cares. And I remember even I would be with a self-worth wise of 
walking in the hallways and the types of clothes I would wear. Like, am Mm -hmm. I worth, you know, am I allowed to wear these types of clothes and stuff like that when you're going through like a body worth journey, if you will. And I remember Mm -hmm. I'd walk down the hallway and feel like so self-conscious. No one cared what I was wearing. Like, why didn't I wear, you know, what I wanted to wear earlier? Nobody cares. So the whole fact that you brought up that nothing is real. Once you get that limiting belief out that everyone cares about what you're doing once you get that out of the window it is the most liberating thing that can happen it really is to touch point another thing that you brought up which is your value isn't in your productivity and it was actually crazy because a couple I think Mm -hmm. it was a week or two ago I actually made um a reel about that where like Mm. like the people pleasers and like the perfectionists it like your value is not in your productivity. Your value is you just being here. Like, thank you for being here. Like, that's all that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And that you talked about how you feel like you need to, you'll be like loved, especially in like a romantic relationship. If you like give something to yeah. the other person where it's like, no, like you don't need to provide or produce anything for someone to love you if you yeah. do need to do that they ain't it if you need exactly to provide something say it for a lot of for the people in the back yes <laughs> yeah insane or because mm-hmm. I remember when I first got into my relationship and we're three and a half years in at this point with mm-hmm. my partner Nate and I Mm-hmm. I remember being like, what like makes me a good girlfriend? Like, what do I provide for him? Like, that's yeah. what I thought. Like, what makes me a good girlfriend for him? He does all these things for me. What do I do for him? I mean, am I not a good girlfriend? But I'm like, you don't, he loves you. So clearly you're doing yeah. something, right? Like I, he can just love me yeah. for just me existing and being here. And you know, the way yeah. that we interact and the way we make each other feel. So I love that you said that like, your value is not you producing something because we grow mm-hmm. up being like your value is in your grades. That's the first one. Your value is in the grades you get in school. The next thing is yeah. your value is the degree you get mm-hmm. in college. The next step, your value yeah. <laughs> is your job and the income, your salary yeah. that you get. It's what you're producing. And it just, it blows my mind because your value is you being here and you existing as a human it should be enough and as a teacher like seeing it full on right I try to tell my students so much that like grades are great but like you are so much more than your grades Mm -hmm. like you're an overall a a wonderful person if you're not that great at social studies that's okay you're not a terrible person because you have a c in social studies like there's more to life than that and just like them figuring that out and be like oh like it's okay to not you know have a a plus I mean there's so much more than your academics far far beyond absolutely I I resonate with that so much and I'm so glad that that's an ideology that you are really trying to inject into your Mm -hmm. students because I think that it takes so much pressure off of trying to achieve a certain standard rather than pursuing education from a place of just pure enjoyment right Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be perfect at social studies if you're not planning on being a social studies teacher or a historian or something for Mm -hmm. example right the very fact that you like if you go into it and you say I tried my best to get Mm -hmm. the grade I got and at the end of the day that grade does not reflect entirely how much you understood how much you enjoyed it how much work you put into it it's okay you know, mm-hmm. that's not going to matter, like you said, in a couple of years, you know. So I think something that I 
learned in a book recently, um, mm. which is called The Desire Map by Danielle Laporte, which I recommend to literally everybody. Yeah, put that in the uh, show notes. Go ahead. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's something that I've been talking about recently. It's something that has really shifted my mindset of approaching pretty much every passion project, anything I do in my life. Um, Danielle really takes the lens off of goals as kind of us pursuing a material achievement um be it money success you know whatever that is and she says craft your goals around how you want to live your how you want to feel Mm. in your life so instead of saying I want to be a six-figure business owner Mm -hmm. shift that to I want to live in abundance Mm -hmm. you know and what that really does is it takes the pressure off of you having to achieve a certain trajectory a certain plan of action you know exactly in the sequence of steps that you planned out to be and it really helps you see any obstacles that come in the way as actually redirectors into a direction that is bringing you closer to how you want to feel you know in the end if you don't end up a six-figure business owner who cares Mm -hmm. if you are achieving the life that you want to live based on how you're feeling Mm -hmm. you know and that has been so key for me because it take has taken so much pressure off of I have to have this many followers to be successful I have Mm -hmm. to um you know like be posting at this certain time using this certain hashtags in my in my case the podcast Mm -hmm. was a content creator feel that Um, Mm -hmm. you know it's it's so much better and honestly the videos that I have put out with when I've been in the mindset of I'm feeling this lesson taught me this and I want this lesson to make other people feel this too Mm -hmm. are the videos that have gotten the most views because they are you coming from a place of full authenticity and that's the big thing about that kind of mindset as well is when you approach it from this how I want to feel you are chasing goals that are in full alignment with who you are rather than you know, perhaps the danger of having other people's expectations kind of like ladled in there of mm-hmm. you're, you're only successful if you're a six-figure business owner, for example, right. or you're only successful if you have X amount of followers. So right. that's a, that's another one too, I think, as, as far as self-worth goes, is you need to know yourself and be in your authenticity for you to then know mm-hmm. who you are and the value that you have to convey to people. So- I, mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more because I love that you spoke about that. It's like, how do you want to feel when you're doing the certain goal? I love that you brought that up because mm-hmm. people have all these goals. I always see goals on people's their Instagrams. I even ask my students, like, what are your goals? And they just like say yeah. goals. They have these expectations. And then I ask them the why. Okay, why? Mm, the most important question. They, yeah. No, nobody <laughs> knows. I don't know. Yeah. I just, you know, sounds good. And I'm like, 100%. okay, but like, is that? does that feel good? It may sound good, but does it mm. feel good? Like for yeah. example, with my, my students, I, you know, a lot of their goals are like, Oh, to get A's in all my classes. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, why, why do you want to get grades in all your classes? Like, why is that super important? Yeah. Like, Oh, I don't know. I think that's just what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, okay, but are no. you excited? <laughs> like, no, I just, that's what my parents want. They want A's in all my classes. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. And I was like, wow. okay, like that's all that what, you want? That what yeah. you want. And you mm-hmm. know, what's so funny, even as adults and as children in school, it's, it always shocks people when they ask, well, what do you want? And they're like, oh, I don't really know. Actually, no mm-hmm. one's ever asked me what I, what I want starting even from school all the way into adulthood. 
what do you want to do? Right. Mm -hmm. And I like, I was thinking back on it and I was like, no one actually ever asked me like what I want to do, like what life do I want to cultivate? What are my like, you know, desires of creating the life that I want to live? No one ever asked me that. And Mm -hmm. I remember I thought about that the other day and I was like, whoa, no, no one literally, people always ask how it's going. How are you doing? Yeah. No one asked you like, what do you want to do? And where do you you actually want? They want, they get, they ask like the, what's your five-year plan? That's like Mm -hmm. the question, but it's not like, what do you, what do you want to do, you know, with your life? So kind of talking off like the desires, right? I feel like women, we really struggle with being like, what do I want? what what and I, yeah when we're like oh I don't I don't I don't know because women say like oh yeah like I'm gonna get my job I'm gonna get married I'm gonna have kids my dream house blah, blah, blah. why 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 is that something mm-hmm. you want to do or is it because society is like you're a woman so this is yeah. what your trajectory of your life is supposed to be this is what gives you value yeah. that you get married you have kids you build a home and like then you're the caretaker because that's what society kind of has put onto. This is the roles of women. We are diverting mm-hmm. from that as you know, we are progressing Thank in gosh. society, but it's, yeah. it's it's definitely still there. So yeah, how can absolutely. women, you know, definitely own their desires that they have, be more confident in saying mm-hmm. their desires? Totally. I love that question. And to kind of build off of what you said there too, mm-hmm. um, I find that as women, we are so reluctant to say those desires because women, you know, as a byproduct of colonialism and capitalism mm-hmm. and gender norms, um, women who are assertive in what they want are considered arrogant. Yep. Bossy. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, no, I'm a human being. I have just as much of a right to state what I want and what, and what my dreams are as mm-hmm. a man, you know? So mm-hmm. to the ladies listening, um, you having desires does not make you arrogant. It makes you human. And mm-hmm. To build off of that too, you the the fact that you have desires means that there is a part of you that wants more for you. Mm. Like when you understand that your desires are the clearest, best reflection of who you are on the inside, and you start listening to them, whatever they are. Um, because I think that a lot of times those desires can be really scary to to tap into right especially when it's something like I'm no longer happy in this relationship I want more um I'm not no longer happy in this nine to five I want more you Mm -hmm. know when you recognize that those the fact that you're having those feelings means that there is a part of you that knows you are meant for more Mm -hmm. you it's way easier for you to give yourself grace in just asking okay, why am I feeling like this, right? The golden question, like, why, where is this coming from? Um, what evidence is there in my life that is, like, supporting this this, this want, you know? So kind of like what people are saying now, the emotions are signposts, which I completely subscribe to that idea, mm-hmm. too. Yep. Um, your desires are also signposts that are leading you towards the most authentic version of you that you are destined to be if you allow yourself to step into that version of yourself. Because we let fear stop us so much because we focus on okay well I may want to start my own business I may want to start my own podcast I may want to be a public speaker whatever your dream is but there's all this work I gotta do and Mm -hmm. it's like well you have two choices in life Mm -hmm. regret or fear Mm -hmm. right and when you 
simply allow yourself to sit with those desires and say, okay, what are they saying about me? Where are they trying to guide me? Back to what I was talking about in the desire map, like when you start approaching those desires and just letting them in and just allowing them to tell you what they're meant to tell you, you can start unearthing who you are and living in full alignment with yourself. And also when you understand that, you know, there's no right or way, right or wrong way to live life. We are all writing it as we're living it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live the life that people are telling you to live, which is to get, or in a lot of cases for women, mm-hmm. get married, have children, be a stay-at-home wife, um, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that looks like. Yeah. It's like, no, there's no right or wrong way to live. Live the life that you feel like living because it's what's in most alignment with with who you are. And that's scary because when we're all being told that you're going to be the happiest with if you follow this formula for how to live or you're going to be the happiest and most comfortable and the most stable if you work this job or whatever that looks like it's like oh my gosh like this is new territory if i decide to diverge and write my own formula but that's how you're going to be the happiest so it's kind of up to you you know like you pick happiness or comfort for the rest of your life mm-hmm. so mm-hmm all right, Mariana. So I just have so much to respond to what you just said because it was amazing. <laughs> that Thank you. I, I think it's just it's crazy that us women, I feel like sometimes when we want to say our desires, for some reason makes us look selfish. Mm-hmm. And why there's this like kind of double standard, like you said before, of like if a woman is assertive and she knows what she wants, she's you know bossy. But when like a man does it, he's like, Oh, well, he knows what he wants and he's taking charge. Yeah, absolutely. But when women want to take charge of our lives we're considered as being selfish and it's just that's not the case because like you said as a woman you're still you're still a human you mm-hmm. have the of where you want to go in life and yeah. I think a lot of the the fear that you talked about that like that's the kind of the decision maker in a lot of us like really going towards our most authentic life that we want to live it's mm-hmm. definitely the judgment of others because society mm. has pinned this of Totally. women are more of the caretaker supportive role so totally. your decisions need to be geared towards being a supportive wife being a supportive mother thing you know things like that mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. as men they're like yeah reach for the stars and get that business and do whatever you got to do so when we want to do when we have desires we, we keep them in because we're afraid of the judgment and the backlash that we're going to you know get from people are like oh that's so much work you're never going to get that done when you have the time to do that you know, why would you even think that would be yeah. something you do? That's a big risk. Why would you want to do that? Where I think men grow up with like this, a little bit more encouragement to, yeah, take the risk, be a risk. Mm-hmm. Right. Even mm-hmm. so like if a woman's working the nine to five, there's like this study where they said men negotiate better with their salary because they're encouraged to do so where women yeah. we're going to take what we can get. We like, we don't oh negotiate gosh. with our salary because we have this weird, you know, innate feeling that, oh, if I ask for like a negotiation, like I'm being selfish or I'm greedy and I should be lucky to even have this job, like that sort of thing that's in the back of our heads. Mm -hmm. Throughout most of history, women were in, this is what you do. This is the supportive role where you are the wife, you support the husband, you are the house and you, um, are the mother you take care of the kids which is all well and good those are very beautiful qualities to have in life and if you're all about that more power to you that's just not the only way way. to live life and i love that you said creating your own formula 
for mm-hmm. what you want to do with your life because totally I we're sitting here and like we're in our 20s and a lot mm-hmm. of us kind of jump into the first job that we can get and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden now we've been working that job you know for a couple of years and then we're like oh yeah. I feel really unfulfilled totally why is that right because totally. we do something that we wanted to do we did something that just was normal for the safe society thing and I love that you also talked about how it's it's a comfort thing where we don't want to mm. step out of the comfort zone but when we step out of our comfort zone that's when we're gonna get it that's when we're going yeah. to reach the potential that we truly have and I've even caught myself saying and I love being a teacher I enjoy it wholeheartedly, but me and actually a lot of like um, the younger teachers that are around our age, it was a rough school year, obviously with all the pandemic stuff. Uh, yeah. And a lot of us were saying, I feel like I love teaching, but I'm meant for more. Like there needs to be more mm. to life than what we're doing. And it's not because of, totally. we don't like being a teacher, but what the educational system is kind of turning out to be, it's not in the yeah. best like, stage right now. So that's not totally. like what we signed up for. So now we're sitting here and we're like, hmm, I feel like I'm made for more and to do something else. And then all of a sudden you say that and they're like, oh, well, you don't like the kids anymore. You don't like teaching, but like you get the, you get the backlash. Mm-hmm. Like, you, what do you, what do you mean? You don't like, aren't you in it for the kids? And yes, of course we're in it for the kids, Yeah, but like we're, we're humans as well. And we have a life that, you know, we want to cultivate and we want to live. So it's totally. so important to figure out as a woman who you want to be, who you are, what your desires are. And then like we kind of touched upon before is nothing matters, right? Mm -hmm. Judgment, Mm -hmm. fear of taking that next step out of your comfort zone into something maybe you want to do. Totally. That's, that's the North star of where you got to go. That is okay. If you want to, you know, do your nine to five and then maybe like make a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You're afraid Absolutely. To do it. Like maybe you want to do a YouTube channel about fashion because you're like really passionate about that. That's okay. Do yeah, it. Like don't course. be afraid of what other people are gonna say. I mean, totally. even um, like with you know, I sure you had felt this too when you're starting a podcast. You're like, what the, mm-hmm. what the heck's gonna listen to me? <laughs> yeah, like who am I to be? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's- but here we are. You know, you like <laughs> exactly. And I think I think that's a that's a big point there too. Like you're not all of your desires are going to lead to a radical life shift mm-hmm. you know like um a, for me personally like before I was a podcast host I was running my own photography business so mm-hmm. I did like portraiture for for like as a side hustle you know mm-hmm. and as and I did that for a while but it like didn't really sit with I really enjoyed it but it didn't like there was something that right. at one point I felt really called to do and then I found this side of you know my personality and shifted completely right so but that was a very slow transition into it like I didn't just ditch photography and become a podcast host you know Mm -hmm. and what you were saying there about you know like maybe you want to start a YouTube channel maybe you want to start writing like see where the direction that those shifts guide you into you might recognize that in the end you don't even want to start a YouTube channel if that was like what you initially set out to do right it might you know, revert you in a completely different direction, or it might show you something that you want to incorporate into your business or your work life, but not every desire is going to lead to a radical life shift, spiritual awakening, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is why you owe it to yourself to explore what those things are, you know, like I said, the 
the fact that you even have them there just means that there is a part of you that wants and knows that you are meant for more and it's not selfish and I think that as women too um you were mentioning that we are predominantly like the support givers Mm -hmm. right like we typically are just kind of told to take what you get and be happy with it yeah you know which is so not fair Mm -hmm. and something that I had to realize in the hardest ways this last these last like two years is like two four years we'll say is that just because you ask one person for something that they can't give you or choose not to give you it does not mean that you're not worthy of that thing or Mm -hmm. of that desire you just ask the wrong person yeah and it's a hard-hitting lesson because not everybody is going to give us what we need not everybody's gonna give us what we want from them and the I think the other hard-hitting lesson about that too is nobody owes us anything oh right Mm -hmm. like technically just because you give somebody love time energy Mm -hmm. it does not mean that they are obliged to give it back to you oh yeah so so what I'm saying is not you know put yourself in a position where I don't have to give anything to anybody you don't of course but it also tells you a lot about it shows you a lot about how you've given yourself away in the past also takes the pressure off of you seeking a lot of things that you might already be seeking from people like be it validation or time like is when they're not giving it to you willingly it's like well Mm -hmm. then I have no place here and that's the key is when people choose to give you things out of their own accord their own willingness to be in your life Mm -hmm. those are the people that you want around and that makes you worthy because you are also giving that time and devotion out of your own willingness you know so just because you want things and because certain people couldn't give them to you it doesn't mean that you're selfish and it doesn't mean that you're not worthy of pursuing those desires it just means that you might have to go elsewhere to seek to seek them yeah you know mm-hmm. I, I love that you that you said that because it's so important to realize that just because someone said no as a rejection doesn't mean it's oh okay well that's a failure I'm done like I'm yeah. not gonna do that anymore you just ask the wrong person that's really like mm-hmm. all that it is or maybe something even better is you know down the line you just we just don't know it yet we don't see it yet it's mm-hmm. all, all high insight and I also love that you brought up that like people don't owe you a dang thing which is so which is so so true mm-hmm. because we grew up with like if you get your good grades and you try your best like you're gonna get, get the good job and the good pay mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. and now all of a sudden we're in the post-grad life and we got the degree yeah. and everything and we're and people yeah. are getting jobs and it's like it, it mm-hmm. like blows people's minds yeah and that's because we grew up thinking if we do this track these mm-hmm. are going to be the results that's not true that's just not how, that's no. not how it works it's not how life works totally and it's really crucial for women to learn how to navigate life in that way where you yeah. can give all your effort to something and it still might not work out that's okay you're not a failure doesn't mean it's not meant for you it maybe was mm-hmm. the wrong person the wrong situation the wrong timing there's just so many there's so many things you just got to keep pushing forward you exactly. can't get stunted in the failure that's a big no that's so big thing. yeah people absolutely like get stuck in the no mm-hmm. and they think about well okay why did the no happen you know yeah. they, and it they think it's they're the reason of the no meanwhile the no could have been on the other end of the mm-hmm. rejection it's yeah. so important to realize that 
there's an opportunity in everything that happens or there's a solution in oh, everything yeah. that comes our way because there's going to be life has many hard seasons let me tell totally. you totally yeah we all just went through a really hard season of the pandemic like mm-hmm. we were not of expecting at all not expecting it mm-hmm. at all but now here we are i mean the pandemic is still here but it's more obviously in the background of things and look how much life has changed yeah look how much people shifted their mindsets shifted their workspaces shifted you know their productivity and things like that Mm -hmm. there's a solution and opportunities in everything that comes our way unfortunately we grow up with when you fail you're not good right if you Mm -hmm. can't get something done that's it that's the fixed mindset we grew up in a very fixed mindset Mm -hmm. society heavily fixed mindset yeah and then so you think rejection is failure you think not getting a job is failure you think that you know if you fail a test you're done for right that test Mm -hmm. anxiety if you know you make a bad decision you're a failure like where I used to be like that where if I, I fail my biggest like fear is failure making mistakes that was always mm-hmm. my biggest huge fear. that's where a lot yeah. of perfectionism and anxiety and people pleasing comes from and then I realized you know and again real realization comes with I think age and experience a lot of mm-hmm. the times so now totally. I'm sitting here and I'm like um okay I I failed at something am I still here still got a roof over my head totally so I'm still okay oh, like, yeah <laughs> you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be the amount 100 percent yeah the amount of times I tell people you're gonna be okay you're gonna yeah. figure it out you know yeah. it, and I know like that saying though like it's all gonna be okay you're gonna figure it out that gets really sometimes sucked into like that toxic positivity And it's not like everything's just going to be rainbows and sunshine. It means Mm -hmm. that you're going to go through something and you're going to make it though. You're going to make it past. You're going to grow from whatever situation that it was. It doesn't mean it's going to be great and fantastic, Mm -hmm. but you're going to learn and you're going to, you know, get through it. Yes. So I want to, I want to shift into then on that statement of like, how our mindset shapes, you know, our reality of, so when we get hit with the failures, how do we know that we're going to be okay? And things like that. So how can we encourage women to really emphasize and practice joy and happiness in their everyday life, whether it's hard seasons or not to really Mm -hmm. get into loving the everyday by shifting their mindsets? Totally. Oh, I have so much to say about this. And especially like just bouncing off of that super beautiful point you made at the end there. Um, Happiness. I think happiness begins when you recognize and people are going to be like, oh, this is such a Pinterest quote. But (laughs) and this really is where I got it from. But it just rings so true. Mm -hmm. Um, Happiness begins when you recognize that happiness is a choice, not a destination. I mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you and when you recognize that you really are in charge of creating and giving yourself that happiness oh my gosh <laughs> the chains fall off because mm-hmm. you can redirect your entire life like I think what we were talking about there about you're gonna be okay after the failures right every rejection is a redirection mm-hmm. everything yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and something that 
I heard recently too from another TikToker is he was talking about how we spend so much of our time worrying and worrying really is a byproduct of us fixating on a future outcome that we think is a possibility, but we have absolutely no way of knowing if it's a possibility, mm-hmm. right? And I think happiness really comes from me personally. Something I've learned recently too is complete surrender. Like yes. your your only responsibility is to shift into alignment with your most authentic self, mm-hmm. be it through the inner doing your inner work learning doing the things that make you happy being with the people that make you happy that is your only responsibility and once you are in that state life will it's it's physics right like Mm -hmm. life will align you with opportunities with people with circumstances that align with that authentic version of yourself because you're you know if we're really getting into it you're vibrating at that frequency I was about to say you're having those (laughs) yeah of course and when you learn to just be a passive observer you are so much like you're it's way easier to just ride the wave you know and I say that with a couple asterisks because I know that life will throw very painful situations at you Mm -hmm. life will put you in very very uncomfortable situations Mm -hmm. but when you like again if we're shifting away from toxic positivity what I tell people a lot is you can sit in pain while still holding the hope and the knowledge that things are going to be better soon, you know? And that is not invalidating your pain. That is not invalidating the hardship that you are currently going through. It is simply you saying, this is a hard season, but I know that there is something around the corner for me. And I'm also allowing myself to just sit in this discomfort and the sadness for a little bit, if that's what you're experiencing. So I think happiness comes from choosing to liberate yourself from like we talked about expectations in society about what you're supposed to be um and recognizing that you like you don't have to ask anybody permission to write your own formula for what life looks like what a best life looks like to you and that's kind of I think that's that's the lens that you really that I've personally found to be most effective for me and just Mm -hmm like allowing people and things into my life without putting the pressure on this is how it needs to be and just letting life bring them into my life you know yeah Mm -hmm. I love that and the fact that you're talking about how when you shift your mindset to more of an abundance mindset rather than the worry and the scarcity because I Mm -hmm. think that's where a lot of you know women and I with anxiety do experience this a lot where yes you worry about this future that's not even real like yeah. it's it's not gonna you don't know if it's gonna happen or not right so yeah. that worry that you stick in that's what's that's what's keeping you stuck right there and you just got to realize mm-hmm. that like you said the pure surrender which yeah. I love because that's the bit one of the big things that I've been working on because anxiety is all about control right mm-hmm. and the biggest thing I learned from the pandemic is control is an illusion right mm-hmm. oh I love that. that yeah that's what I learned from that experience is control totally it's a complete yeah. illusion you can you can control some aspects of your life you can't control your whole entire life because yeah. things are going to be thrown at you that you were not expecting and you have to learn mm-hmm. how to respond and adapt and yeah. how you learn to respond and adapt is the mindset that yeah you have, right if you get 100%. thrown 
a really hard season and you have a fixed mindset, you're like, my life is terrible. I hate this. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do with <laughs> myself. Life is hopeless. Like it's all these things. And you become a miserable person, mm-hmm. miserable person Yeah. where if you have a growth mindset and life throws things at you, like you said, you know, you're like, you're going to feel it. You're like, wow, this is terrible. I hate this right now. But in the mm-hmm. back of your mind, you know that you're going to go through this pain. You're going to go through it. And you're going to push through it. And then there's going to be something else at the end. You're not stuck here. And people like yeah. to live their life thinking like, oh, well, if I have a great mindset, I'm never going to experience suffering in my life. That mm-hmm. is such like, it's so false. Yeah. Like, it's going totally. to like when people think like, oh, if I do this, I'm never, I'm not going to be suffering ever again. No, no, you, the, the key no. thing is learning how to adapt to the struggle and exactly to the pain and the suffering and realizing how to go through it and experience mm-hmm. it and not get stuck there yeah because, yes just because you shift your mindset it doesn't mean you're not gonna have hard seasons anymore that's mm-hmm. like I think everyone wants that, that that quick easy like oh like if I do this routine my life yeah. is fantastic every single day and I'm never going to experience sadness ever again where that's that's the toxic positivity that's it's not true you know at all and so absolutely making sure that like I love that you said that happiness and joy that is a choice every day mm-hmm. it's a choice even if you're not in a hard season right every yeah. day you set the intention for how you're going to do the day yeah right? and absolutely when you set the intention of I'm going to take on this day whether it's good or bad, right? And you're yeah. able to adapt to whatever life throws at you, a problem or maybe good things that happen because a lot of people wake up every day and they're like, oh, I hate my job. I hate the people around me. I hate my relationship. I'm so miserable. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, your day is going to be terrible. Like, yeah. Your like, <laughs> yeah. day is going to be trash. Absolutely. If you're Absolutely. coming out of the gates with that kind of attitude. And even mm-hmm. so when- my kids will walk into the room and I'm like, uh, 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 whatever, whatever we're feeling, right. It's okay to feel it, but we're setting our intention for the day. How are we going? Are we going to let something that happened yesterday bother us today? Like, because with being a teacher, I, you know, I control the energy of the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big, it's yeah, a big of course. that I am the thermostat of the room. So mm-hmm. kids can come in and be feeling some type of way. And I'm like, uh, 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 no, no, no. We're in social studies now. That's not how we're rolling. Like we, you mm-hmm. know, you might've just came from like math and had maybe, maybe a bad experience and it was a bad class and then whatever happened. We're not bringing that into this period. This is a fresh mm-hmm. start, just like with the day. Something totally. may have happened the day before. It's a completely, it's a completely fresh start. And I encourage people also to recognize that you can have a bad day. Like that's okay. You have a terrible day. Just don't bring the terrible day into the next day. Mm-hmm. Clean slate. Absolutely. I always tell my students, even, even when like, let's say a student, you know, had a behavior thing the day before clean slate, well, they walk in, I'm like, clean slate. Yeah. Do better today. Clean slate. Like don't, you totally. can't, you can't hold on to it because no. that's how people become very miserable where they don't let go of let the go. misery of the day totally. before, the week before the month before. And it's, it's crazy. You can tell when you're like talking to somebody mm-hmm. where their mindset is at, you know? Yeah. And oh my gosh. Yeah. 
it 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 could be very draining for totally. you if you're in the fixed mindset and the people you interact with because if you're just sitting here and you're just complaining 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 and it's okay it's okay to vent right but mm-hmm. if you're constantly complaining but not getting solutions like what are we doing yeah oh that's so big that's so so big I I love that you said solutions and something that you said that probe something that I saw the other day as well um I've been on Pinterest a lot as you can tell (laughs) but something I love Pinterest I just love my Pinterest quotes but something that I saw the other day um said strength didn't come from what you went through went through how you choose chose to go through it um and that really points back to the the solution thing that you said right and being in that abundance mindset being in that you know mindset of just learning to live in uncertainty right Mm -hmm. it your joy will come from you using every opportunity that gets thrown at you as a as an as an opportunity for yourself to grow you know and if we're really tying it back to the notion of nothing is real because time is also technically an illusion, mm-hmm. an illusion right? Mm-hmm. And the self-worth thing, um, you were mentioning just starting each day on a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, when you recognize that, again, time is an illusion, so technically the past is gone. Oh, yeah. Right? And the future yeah. also does not exist. All we have is the now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are still stuck in the loop of, I made this mistake. I was this person mm-hmm. at one point. I can't get over how I don't know, dumb I was when I was younger or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you are choosing to be better mm-hmm. every single day is a reflection of how much you're worth, period. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like you might have made a mistake at one point that affected somebody um, or affected you deeply or hurt somebody, you know, whatever that looks like. But mm-hmm. if you are doing the work, once again, to be better, some people won't listen to you some people will still be like well no like this one action you did dictates exactly who you are as a person mm-hmm. don't don't give them that power no you know only you can choose how much you're worth by reflecting that through the actions you do to pour love and dedication into yourself you know so i just wanted to tie it back full circle to that because i think that that's a big that's a big thing about happiness is when you recognize that you are the one responsible for giving yourself happiness Mm -hmm. um I mean it's very fair to expect reciprocity and not um you know like not be constantly with people who are draining you like through their fixed mindset and stuff right right? but you are responsible for the happiness that you feel Mm -hmm. in your every single day and that's also extremely liberating when you don't have to put that pressure on other people and you recognize that actually I can shift my attitude in like from one second to another Mm -hmm. you know yeah, like mm-hmm. you, like the biggest lesson I ever learned was I am the source of my joy. It's me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's me. Mm-hmm. It's not my job. It's not my relationship. It's not my friendships, family. Like they mm-hmm. obviously can be parts of that. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you go lay down in that bed, right? Mm-hmm. Where'd you get your joy from? Right? Yeah. Where, where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be ourselves. And like you said, happiness is a choice. The joy is a choice. And once mm-hmm. you realize that and you make that beautiful shift, you're completely in another in another way of thinking. I remember totally. when, just to close it off, the uh, mm-hmm. the book um, of Growth Mindset by um, Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck, of course. Love yeah, little Carol. It's a stunning book, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He described is when you go from like a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, you're literally in a different world, 
you're in a complete yeah. oh my gosh yeah reality mm-hmm. and once you figure that out everything mm-hmm. becomes so much more clear yeah of how the world works and how you work and how you know you interact with others and the, everything just becomes so clear mm-hmm. and you realize like your own true power that's really what it is mm-hmm. the power that you have it's yeah is your mindset at the end of the day you mm-hmm. know and that's why it's called the growth mindset gal <laughs> that's why you commit to growth <laughs> exactly that's how that's the that's the it all it all, it works it just it works. comes back full circle <laughs> yeah. no, mariana i we could talk for like two more hours like, i know i know i like looked at the clock and i was like oh dang <laughs> it's like it's been a minute yeah it's been a minute, but you know it was such a fulfilling minute it was so amazing it was which I, I like once we met before, I was like, oh, we're gonna have a bomb conversation. This was oh yeah, <laughs> this was so great. And I know the growth, the growth minds again. They are literally going to eat this conversation. Uh, I hope so. I've, I've certainly eaten enough. So. I that you enjoyed it. So, yeah. Mariana, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. So, where could the growth minds again find you? Follow you? All those great things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. This was so. I know. Oh, like I just, I just, I want to just like squeeze it if I could. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to hear more from me, in case you're not tired of me already, mm-hmm. uh, you can listen to the podcast and be updated on my podcast. Uh, it's at Commit to Growth Podcast on Instagram. Um, and to be part of the Commit to Growth community, it's at Commit to Growth on Instagram and TikTok as well. So you can get fitness, self improvement info on there. Um, that's kind of where I spend most of my time, and I. Thank you so much. This was such an amazing conversation. I know mm-hmm. it, w- it was fantastic. And I'll put all of, you know, your information in the show notes. So, you know, the growth mindset gang, they can, you know, find you and all those great things. And, you know, if hopefully, if you, hopefully <laughs> if they enjoy this conversation, you know, growth mindset gang, yeah. follow Mariana. She creates so many wonderful, you know, posts and content. That's a Thank true you. value. And, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tag Mariana, tag myself. And again, (laughs) thank you again so much for being on. I enjoyed this conversation so much and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, you as well. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch soon. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Mariana. We just had such a blast recording it. So please make sure you give her a follow at the Commitment to Growth podcast and at the Commitment to Growth. All of her links are in the show notes. If you want a little bit of help with fitness as well, she is the gal for you. Make sure to hit follow for her. Also, please share this episode on your story. Tag Mariana, tag myself. Make sure to go listen to her podcast as well. It's so much fun. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Rate me on Spotify. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.